Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Teresa Giudice from the Real Housewives of New Jersey has been spotted spending the weekend in Miami with her new 26-year-old beau, Blake Shrek. Of course, his last name is Shrek. Megan King Evans from The Real Housewives of OC has been spotted filming for the upcoming 14th season of Real Housewives of OC. And the VPR cast will be filming an episode of Family Feud versus Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. We'll end the show discussing our favorite moments that aired on Bravo this week. I'll be tackling this mess and more with today's co-host Jess, who hosts an amazing podcast called The Real Housewives of the West Side, which is all about pop culture, Bravo, reality TV, health, and wellness. Welcome, Jess. Thank you so much for having me, Megan. So I obviously went on your show last week, and we did a lot of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills talk, which I love going deep into that show. Yes, me too. (laughs) And I think it's going to be an amazing season. I'm actually like, I I have my hopes up, and I feel pretty confident that we're not going to get like fucked over this season. I totally agree. Well, to get to know you a little bit better, I'm going to ask you three questions. What is your favorite show on Bravo? Okay, my favorite all-time show like all together all encompassing every season I'm gonna have to go with New York because I feel like they well I was gonna say I feel like they've never had a bad season although that one season with like Aviva and I mean it wasn't so great but even then we had the leg toss so I'm gonna go with New York my favorite right now that's airing I'm trepidatiously going to go with Beverly Hills (laughs) But I'm holding out hope. I mean, same. You can you never know. Exactly. What is your least favorite show on Bravo? You know, I would have to say Below Deck and all of their different uh, variations. I've just I've never gotten into it. I know some people are super into it, so I apologize. I'm not trying to be offensive, but You're personally offending me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just I've never gotten into it, and maybe it's a. You know, I've had many people tell me, well, if you just give it a chance. But, you know, I have a pretty full DVR schedule as is. So, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) And what is the Bravo star that you think should come back to an existing franchise? Okay, this may be a little, uh, I don't know, scandalous to say. But (laughs) I have been on the Jill Zarin campaign for like a good two years now. I just... Jill Zarin to me is quintessential New York, especially like the Upper East Side ladies. Um, I she's just quintessential to New York to me. I loved Bobby Zarin. I rest in peace, Bobby. Um, and I I think it would be interesting to see that Jill and Bethany dynamic now that Bethany isn't like the little wounded bird anymore. Totally, and I think just to see like kind of like a comeback story for Jill where. Bethany's mm-hmm. like, actually, I'm the queen bee. And now you kind of have to do what I say rather than like vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like Jill might also be a little, if she did come back, I feel like she maybe, because don't get me wrong, that last season that she was on when it was Bethany versus Jill, I mean, I don't know if she got a bad edit or what. I mean, I don't think we'll ever know, you know, the complete 100% truth of whatever it was between them. But, um, I think that she would come back with maybe a little piece of, you know, it'd be a little more humble maybe, especially now since, you know, Bobby passed and she went out through all of that. So, yeah, I totally agree. 
Well, let's just jump right into it. So Teresa Giudice was spotted this past weekend in Miami with her new little boy toy. His name is Blake Shrek, who is 26 years old. And just for context, Teresa is 46 years old. So I think like this young guy has like more to do with Gia than (laughs) Teresa. (laughs) So I'm still trying to figure out some information on him. I have that he's 26. He grew up in the same town as Tree. And based on LinkedIn, he works for his dad's company doing business development, which is like medical devices or something. Oh, that's interesting. Because I Googled him and found out that he, well, I don't know. I mean, this could be like his previous job too. But I found this amazing website that everyone needs to go look up. It's called. (laughs) As I like write it down in my notes. Yeah, exactly. Okay, get ready, guys. I'm going to spell it out for you. It's called Leo Pizzi. L-E-O-P-I-Z-Z-I, Leo Pizzi Real Estate. And their website is leopizzyrealestate.com. And their website, I'm going to guess, was possibly made in 1998. I'm looking at it right now. Are you looking at this? Yeah. This is a real website. And Okay, like go to like coldwellbanker.com and then go to their website and you're like, wait, what the fuck is going on here? (laughs) And they have a link called like our team or our whatever, their agents or something like that. And it's like the three Leo Pizzi family members. And then you scroll way, way down. And then we get to Blake Shrex. Do you see him? Oh my God. God. His phone number's on here. Oh yeah. His phone number, his email, like he's... I mean, he's out there. Okay, granted, we don't know how old and how current this website is, but given the photo on this website, I'm, like, not into it. They have the same hairline. I mean, they do. It's a little... (laughs) I'm dying to know when this website is from or, like, how current it is. Oh, that is funny. Yeah, it's... So maybe, yeah, he does a little real estate on the side. (laughs) (laughs) Who the fuck knows? But I feel like maybe it was from a long time ago because the photos that have come out recently, he looks like a little more built, like a little more muscular, I guess. I don't know. So the two of them have kind of been spotted being together since August 2018. Blake posted on his Instagram on August 4th that he was sitting at a large table of friends at a club in... New Jersey on the Jersey shore. So it's not like this is the first time they've met. So it's actually right. interesting that Teresa was like very, very public with him in all these photos. They were holding <laughs> hands. He had his arm around her, like clear signs that like they're together. Like, I don't know. I generally don't like hold hands with someone I'm not like intimate with. Like, right. Well, and I remember you said on my ca- podcast too, you were like, oh, I heard that they, she has some boy toy down on the, on the Jersey yeah. shore. So I don't think she's been like, I mean, I don't think Teresa is like the most stealth person, but (laughs) (laughs) no, I don't think she's really hiding it that much. And I was either talking to you or I was talking to Brandon Alvarado about this, but um, with the whole like just question of why is she, why is Teresa being so uh, faithful or whatever you want to say, um, to Danielle like do we think that maybe this is what Danielle has on her probably I think Danielle is like the keeper of keys especially with Teresa because she's so like easily manipulated mm-hmm. because she's like kind of dumb like you know I don't think she sees like the malice coming out of Danielle you know I think she's right. like she cares about me she's my friend and she stood up for me and she's a good person where it's like no, she really just wants to be on this show. And she knows right. that kind of like blackmailing you and knowing your secrets keeps her around. Yeah. <laughs> and like yep. the whole cast hates her other than Teresa. Yeah, literally everyone on the whole cast has been like, like on the finale when Margaret was like, do you not see what who this person is? Like, hello. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I no. just... She's like, I do, and she's not going to stop hanging around us. Danielle is probably, like, sitting in her living room, like, eating popcorn, being like, yeah. <laughs> like, thank God. Exactly. Yeah, the, um, my friend Mary Payne, she posted, I think, on her Instagram or her Twitter that – I forget her exact name, but the um, that one character from The Muppets who goes to the opera, <laughs> like, that lady with the eyes. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yes. 
perfect. And she did a side by side of Danielle with her new cheeks and her. And I was like, oh my God, spot on, 100%. So now that you say Danielle's sitting there eating popcorn, I'm just picturing that lady from the Muppets at the opera. Like, <laughs> I think Danielle, like, once her divorce was finalized and she's still saying, like, to the press, like, I hope I can keep the house. I'm like, do you have any sense of like reality? Like this is a very expensive home that you didn't probably put a dime towards. You marry this man for fucking 72 hours and now you're like, yeah. so I get the house. It's like, you have no one to even to fill a house, like get an apartment. Like, I don't know. I feel like these women on these shows specifically, like don't understand like the value of a dollar. Obviously Teresa is like in this situation and has been with her husband because she right. had these grandiose ideas of what her life should be. And then he, to mm -hmm. keep up with that, did all of these bad things. So it's kind of like, yeah. it's like a circle. Like how, like, it's, it's like a circle who, of New Jersey. Yeah, really. It's like everybody only wants like the big house, the money, the perfect oh. husband. And then it all Hello, just goes Jennifer. to shit. Oh God. Well, that's a whole other boat that we'll get to uh, <laughs> when <laughs> at the end of the episode but obviously Kim D who is like my lord and savior like I ride or die for Kim D and Kim G she talked she had an exclusive within touch of course I love it. saying Teresa and Melissa Gorga are the best two liars I know Teresa just thinks she's not going to get caught that's her problem Teresa has been fooling around for years and then she follows up and says, <laughs> I came on the show again and said Teresa had a boyfriend. She was seeing that guy Shane. She was 100% seeing Shane. She was sexting him when she was on the girl's trip, and they all knew it and tried to protect her. None of these girls want to go against Teresa because when they do that, they end up losing their job. Where it's like, Kim D, you went against Teresa and aren't on the show anymore. Like, she's literally speaking from experience. <laughs> yeah. And I remember they did the flashback in the reunion to that dinner or lunch or whatever that was when Kim D was like, we all know you have a boyfriend. And as gross and vile of a person as Kim D is, I mean, I, I believe her in this. <laughs> Piece of shit, co-core every day. <laughs> I wanted like a bedazzled shirt to wear to Soul Cycle that says that. Like, it's literally going to be on my tombstone, like just... <laughs> People shit, Coco every day. Like, oh God, Teresa is such such a tragic figure. Oh. But hey, I do want her to get some dick. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I do. I she yeah, the, she totally deserves it. After having to fuck Juicy Joe <laughs> for however many years, and now she's had some reprieve from that. And also, like, Juicy Joe is always such a. At, at least I always saw him this way. It's such just like a slimy little like. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of like, oh, this is who he reminds me of. Okay. A year ago, I got like a tiny little pebble that like that chipped my windshield. And my husband was like, oh, go to this windshield fucking place and they'll fix it for you. And I drive up and it's like three just kind of like slimy, greasy guys like come out of the garage and start looking at you and sizing up your car and blah, blah, blah and all this shit. And right away, I was like, okay, I'm already being fucked over. Like, that's who Juicy Joe reminds me of, of the windshield repair guy. <laughs> I mean, I think, like, any position where, like, the guy is wearing, like, a sweaty wife beater yep. and, like, mm -hmm. is, like, I only accept cash. I'm like, you're Juicy Joe. Like, you're Juicy Joe. <laughs> Why don't you just Venmo me? Yeah. Right? <laughs> you're Juicy Joe. Yeah. So I totally... And I think I was saying this before, like, I totally believe that Teresa's lawyer with the little glasses, he, Aww. you know, talked to her when she was away and he was like, listen, this is what's going to happen to Juicy Joe. Let's line up your ducks right now. Let's get a plan and good for her. I think it's good that she's, you know, getting some fresh dick, that she's having fun. She deserves <laughs> it. She, her body looks amazing. Totally. Like she works hard. She's, I do think she's a good mom. Like you know, have some fun. You're, she's had to deal with fucking Joe all these years. Like take a break. So I am all for her having this little cougar fling. <laughs> well, speaking of girls who are getting fresh dick, obviously. Oh my God. Yeah. What is that? I'm so eloquent. <laughs> no, are you kidding? Like <laughs> that is going to be like, if I had titles in my episode, it'd be like getting fresh dick in 2019. <laughs> My New Year's resolution. Right? Fresh dick. <laughs> 2020. Um, 
<laughs> so everybody obviously has been keeping up with the Kardashian drama this past week. So if you haven't, I'll do a quick little recap right now. So Khloe Kardashian uh, and her baby daddy, Tristan Thompson, are obviously in hot water because Kylie Jenner's best friend and ex-roommate, Jordan Woods, was seen hooking up with him at a party, I think this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this everyone freaked the fuck out, duh, because this is like number one breaking of girl code, especially when Kylie and the Kardashians have given Jordan a career and a name. So, and a residence. Me. Yeah, exactly. It's and like, a oh, home. Let me fuck over my billionaire roommate, like, like and this. veneers. Oh my, oh my god, the veneers. Wait, I saw. I seen the before that and after. Like, yeah, well, I saw one where oh. it was like, Chris uh, Jenner is gonna repo those veneers. I saw that one too. <laughs> I saw that one too. <laughs> so good. I mean, the before and after is is if if anyone hasn't seen it, like you need to Google that shit ASAP because it's like blow up. So, anyways, obviously this is all happening. This is not Bravo related in any way. Until James Kennedy, the patron saint of all things Vanderpump, he tweeted on February 21st saying, wait, Jordan Woods is at Sir right now handing in her resume. Cry emoji face, I'm dead. (laughs) One, I'm so upset because I was at Sir the night before. Like, um, I couldn't even imagine seeing Jordan. I saw James Kennedy. I saw Lisa. I saw Ken. But I'm going to be doing a separate, like, Vandercrawl episode where I recap Vandercrawl. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna TM that like because I love that. I sixty people this weekend like at TomTom I was like I'm on a Vandercrawl. You need like, to get your own like like how they have the TMZ tour buses that go around. You need to get like your own tour bus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> one of those like jeeps like with the doors open where it's like yes, you can just yes. jump out, jump in with the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> so a couple people were like sleuthing on Twitter saying like, oh, James Kennedy, you were in Arizona when you were tweeting all these things. But then like other people on Twitter had come in and confirmed that she was there. Mm-hmm. They didn't see any resume handing off. But this is so typical that Jordan like would want to go to Sir Restaurant for dinner. Like that's a, a red flag first and foremost. Like You should yeah. go to those establishments to eat. Of all the restaurants in LA, like, <laughs> and it, by the way, West Hollywood is quite a distance from the West Valley. So that's a good 40-minute drive without traffic. So that was definitely like a concerted effort. Totally. And to go to a place where, one, she knows she's going to be seen by mm-hmm. a crowd who loves reality shows. Two, like what a thirst trap that you now think like, oh, well, you know what? Obviously, I'm not going to be on the Kardashians anymore. Why don't I maybe mosey on to Vanderpump Rules? I, you know, I think like she she kind of, she almost reminds me of a Kim D in the in a way. Just, just to bring it back to Jersey. I, because she seems like one of these girls and I get I get it because she's younger it probably is you know a more vulnerable situation but she it seems like one of these girls that got a little bit of a taste of fame albeit in the reality world but still um and now that she's had a taste of it she can't let it go I mean what is she gonna do move back into her studio apartment in like Tahunga like <laughs> I mean for anyone not from LA, that's like maybe like the not not, not nicest area in the valley, <laughs> um, possible porn capital of the world. Oh, um, wow! But <laughs> no, that's Van Nuys, I think. But but <laughs> even yeah, like what is what is she gonna do from here? It's not like she now that she's had a taste of this lifestyle, she can't go back to living a normal life. So I can I can see her train of thought. I'm not condoning it, but I can kind of see the situation, I guess. I mean, the hustle is real. But I think if she got on to Vanderpump Rules, that she would break up Jax and Brittany. I feel like Jax would be like, you are truly... I mean, Jordan is absolutely stunning. Like, Kylie is trying to mold her body and look to be Jordan. And mm-hmm. that, like... It, she, they're both, obviously, just beautiful. So I think if she would come in, either Tom Schwartz would cheat or Jax would cheat. And honestly, I'll take either. <laughs> so terrible you do we know does is lisa vanderpump friends with chris jenner i don't 
think they, they must be. I feel like that's like, I mean, I'm sure they bullshit. know of Illuminati. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they like, you know, have mutual friends or whatever, but I don't, I don't feel like they've, I know Kyle and um, Chris are, but I don't know. Uh, so yeah, my only question would be like, if the only reason why I would see it maybe not happening is, or not being like a, a an opportunity on um, Vanderpump Rules is if Lisa was like, oh no, I don't want to cut ties or burn bridges with those people. But Well, I know that like Stassi and the Witches of WeHo are totally obsessed with Khloe Kardashian and I know Lala's friends with her too. So I feel like mm-hmm. if that did end up being a thing, those girls would ruin Jordan. So I also wouldn't mind having a new enemy thrown into the mix. Which That's a point. <laughs> well, speaking of the Vanderpump Rules cast, Chrissy Teigen tweeted this past week that uh, <coughs> breaking news: uh, J- John and I are taping Family Feud against the fucking cast of Vanderpump Rules on Sunday. She'll also be doing it with her sister and her mom and one of John's brothers. So the VPR cast, who are going to be feuding with the Teigen legend clan will be tom schwartz tom sandoval katie maloney schwartz ariana maddox and then the one the only lisa vanderpump do we know what i i don't know where where this show is to what channel family feud do we know like what channel it's on when it's on because i haven't heard i mean i don't like watch game shows like that's not really my vibe however let's see like who even oh okay once Steve Harvey's doing it and he's canceled in my eyes like <laughs> like after the canceled. after the Monique thing where he just mansplained to her he was like you're a black woman so you should shape up it's like <laughs> oh my god okay but that's again a side note I kind like, actually I do now that I say that I do kind of um remember the wasn't there like a whole debacle about Kim and Kanye and Family Feud yeah, there was like Jonathan Shaban. Yes, yes, like yes, yes, yes. Fighting because he was like, "I'm yes. Kardashians, I should be on it." And Kim and Kanye are like, "Okay, I guess." Me now, yes, God. Oh, and then he was like yelling at the at Kim's mom and I mean, Kim's grandma MJ because yes. she wanted to be on the show. It was like one of her dreams, and he's like, "Who the fuck is yeah. MJ in this world?" It's like. Jonathan, oh my God, you're not even a food god. You're not even a food god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah. I guess this show is on ABC. So who the I don't know. I don't watch any of these shows, and I probably will watch this episode because I got to do research for the show. <laughs> do we know when their episode is going to air? We don't know that yet, but I don't know who's going to win. I mean, Tom Schwartz and Katie, I wouldn't put them in, like, pe- like trivia people. I would think, like, Tom Sandoval and Ariana, like, I feel like they probably watch Family Feud a lot and watch a lot of Jeopardy and know, like, <laughs> random things, like, lots yeah. of little things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I did read something about Chrissy Teigen tweeted out something about, like, her mom or it was either – no, I think it was her mom or her sister was practicing and they, like, were really bad and she was getting really pissed at them. I think it was, like, a video or something that came out. So I don't know. I'm not feeling super confident about their abilities. <laughs> I feel like we're actually going to learn nothing from this show. Actually, wait. No, Family Feud is not even one where you learn shit, right? Isn't that where it's like the category you know? is body parts? And then, and then they're like, you know, I actually don't know. I've never watched Family Feud, so I actually do not know what the premise <laughs> is. Yeah, neither do I. Well, safe to say, we both <laughs> I mean, probably I won't be watching. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I, unless it's unless they put it on like directly after The Bachelor, like sorry, yeah. Right. I, yeah. <laughs> and again, Steve Harvey is canceled in my eyes, so it'll be hard to watch. Is this it. Is, is this Steve Harvey's like sole job now? Is family? No, he has the Steve Steve Harvey show. Oh, right, right, right. Like, yes, what? Another sad. show I do not watch. Yeah, like what middle-aged woman sitting home during her afternoons is like, oh, you know who I want to watch? <laughs> Steve Harvey. Like, it just seems like he has no redeeming quality. I'm like so heated about anti-Steve Harvey right now. But <laughs> I mean, like- I don't, I never really, 
honestly, I don't really know like his whole, so I haven't really paid attention. So, but I feel like the Steve Harvey show is one of those, like my husband's mother, uh, rest in peace when she was in hospice and you would walk into the hospice center there's like this lobby and there's like it's set up like a living room you know and there would always be like some random daytime talk show on it was never like like oprah or like ellen or something like that it was always some random ass show and i'm like what the fuck is this shit and i feel like that's where you would see the Steve Harvey show. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Like some random like hospice center or something like that, like where they just put on some channel and leave it and no one really watches it. Like, right. I don't know. I feel like that's kind of his so genre. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of other men that are canceled, Tinsley Mortimer from the Raw Housewives of New York has finally and officially broken up with her boyfriend, Scott Kluth. So they had been on and off again. They've been on and off since 2017. Uh, he always kind of seemed like he didn't love her. So I'm glad, I'm glad they're broken up. AKA King of Coupon Cabin. Oh my God. Coupon King. Coupon King. Okay, here's my question. Are they broken up for real this time? Because I feel like they've done this like six times. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is. Like, I think... it's odd like he quote unquote like has all this money and time and whatever and I don't think he really is interested in being on the show however if she moves to Chicago to be with him she's no longer on the show so I think there's probably like this internal debate where she's like well I have no money without the show obviously I have quote unquote family money but I don't know that that well can dry up pretty quickly with her type of like spending and lifestyle and whatever And then he is like, well, my job and my business and my life is in Chicago. So either like you change or uh, that's it because I'm not right. (laughs) Well, doesn't she still get alimony from her ex-husband too? How does that work? So, okay. So I I have a girlfriend actually who's a divorce attorney. Um, And well, I I mean, it might be different for New York, but from what she's told me in – California at least okay let's say you get divorced March 2019 so and you were married for I don't remember how long she was married for but anyways if let's say you were married for 10 years okay from the day you separated that's the start date until the day that you remarry you will receive alimony payments either like monthly, quarterly, yearly, or you can settle for a lump sum. So just one big payout. And then the alimony is calculated by basically your standard of living. So, I mean, her standard of living is, yeah, a little bit, a little bit bigger than mine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if, I did. I have not done a deep dive on that, but I know that her ex-husband is not hurting. So I don't know if she took like a lump sum or if she's. St- I would assume that she'd get alimony payments. But as much as she is like, oh, I want to get married again. I want to get married again. That's the thing is, if she gets married again, she doesn't get the alimony anymore. Interesting. I guess they never really considered it like that. But you would think that she. Like, obviously, she's made it known that she wants children. She has the egg, the right. frozen eggs that... Was, oh, yes, we know. That's just the scene <laughs> The scene that will forever be, like, scarred in my brain. And trying on wedding dresses for a man who has not proposed. Oh, God, the whole oh thing God. is so dark. Oh but yeah, you I would think she how... would, like, make choices based on, like, her desires. And, like, I mean, but I don't, honestly don't think Scott is like, please, please, please marry me, marry me, marry me. Right. Like, right. I think she was, like, pushing it, and he was like, uh, I don't know, move here. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think that's – and didn't she say that at the reunion? She's like, listen, I would consider moving to Chicago, like, if I had a commitment or something. I think what – okay, this is just my – I'm surmising this just completely on my own accord. That, okay, she – in her head, she'd be like, okay, well, if I move to Chicago and we're not engaged or we're not married – I'm basically giving out everything up without a guarantee, which totally. I can I can see that. And of also, course. yeah, she probably wouldn't be on the show anymore. So I, I could see – and even if he did say like, okay, move to Chicago and we'll get engaged, it's like 
her whole life has been, you know, kind of branded as like this socialite of the Upper East Side and she wouldn't be on the show and it would kind of take her, I think that, you know, part of her does like and appreciate the notoriety and all of that. And I think if mm-hmm. she moved to Chicago, that would, she like, who would she be in Chicago? She would just be another girl. So so true. But how cool would it be if they did like a real house size of Chicago? Like there are some crazy yes. rich, crazy women in Chicago. It's still a metropolitan mm-hmm. city. Like let's get that. Yeah, Chicago's a great city. If she yeah. was Bethany, she would be like, okay, bravo. I will spearhead a Chicago version of the housewives. Uh-huh. I'll come on. I'll get married. You see that whole shit show. <laughs> like that, that's worth it in itself. She probably knows some fancy ladies in Chi Town. So oh, I'm sure. Well, and the other thing is having spent part of my life in the Midwest in Minneapolis, which is just north of Chicago. It's. I feel like everyone's like, oh, everyone's so nice, whatever. There's at least like where I lived in like su- the suburbs, it was very like Stepford. It was very like, yeah, everyone looks like they have this like perfect suburban life on the outside, but like there's some dark shit going on. Like, they, so I don't know. I would assume like why not get that kind of juicy stuff out of like a real housewives with Chicago. And the other thing, this would be kind of Jersey-esque, but like I'm sure there's like some mafioso types in Chicago that they could get on the show. Or like totally. ex-mafia wives. Like that would be fascinating. Oh, I would actually love an ex-mafia wife. Like make it like a little Me bit mob's, mob's wife. Like that mm-hmm. was such a good show in the in its heyday. A well, mob I- wife with Tinsley. <laughs> right? That would be amazing. <laughs> Well, I can't wait. Obviously, Real Housewives of New York is coming back March 6th at 9 p.m. And again, a shameless plug. If you haven't RSVP'd, I am hosting a Real Housewives of New York viewing party at a bar in the East Village. Check out the link in my Instagram account. That will have all the information and it's free and there's going to be like goodie bags and obviously booze and good times and a shit ton of Bravo (laughs) lovers. And even if you're coming alone, just come because there's literally going to be 150 people there and you will make a friend. And if you don't, then who cares? You'll still have fun. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm so jealous that I live so far away. I have one of my friends, she's like, should I fly in? I'm like, well, yeah. Like, um, yeah. obviously. <laughs> well, to finish up the episode, we have a kind of a plot twist. Megan King Edmonds from the Real Housewives of OC. So Megan was a guest on season nine, full cast member on season 10 through 12. And then now on Wikipedia is saying she's a guest again on season 14. So she was caught filming a lunch with Tamara and Shannon this past week which is quite interesting considering she lives full-time in St. Louis. And I saw on her Instagram account that she posted this whole freaking paragraph about like traveling alone with her daughter. Oh my God. So like, girl, do you really need this? <laughs> well, and okay. I find it very hard to believe that she was traveling alone, alone with her daughter, Bitch totally had an assistant or a nanny with her. I'm totally. sorry, but it's <laughs> come on. I mean, I don't really feel like I need her on the show. Obviously, the first season she came on, it was amazing. She cracked yes. the cancer gate with Brooks and Vicky, and that was really amazing. And that was some amazing detective work. So I want to see her with, like, a monocle, like, <laughs> manila folders, like, a little Sherlock Holmes hat. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. 
Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Like, that's what I want to see. Like, don't come and talk about your fertility issues. Oh don't God. talk about wanting more kids. Don't talk about your, like, odd husband who, like, loves candles. Like, I do love that. I love a man who, like openly like loves candles because I love candles oh yeah what happened to her fucking (laughs) candle store in Fashion Island Fashion Island I don't know I mean hey candles I used to work at a candle shop so shut up you did not do you did you work at like a fucking pure one I mean, it was basically a Pier 1, but it was in Astoria, and it's an amazing shop. It's called Lockwood, if you guys live in Astoria, New York. It's an amazing store, but candles were candles and socks were always, like, the top sellers. Candles so, and socks. I, I mean, those it. are two things I always need. Like, if I'm home, I want, like, a fuzzy <laughs> pair of socks and, like, a candle burning. So, like, I, yes. I understand that. <laughs> I, do, I do actually – my husband gets really mad at me because I will – he, like, he never looks at, like – the the Nordstrom card bill and I'm very aware of this and so I'll go to Nordstrom and just get those big ass you know the Voluspa candles like the huge ones yeah oh yeah I'll take my fucking you know how Nordstrom sends you like the coupon like oh you earned points and you get twenty dollars off whatever I will save my coupons and I will go and get those big huge candles and then three weeks later he'll be like was that always there and I'm like yeah hello (laughs) but yeah my how I'm totally that that total classic like white girl that has a bajillion Velespa candles in my house. I remain I recommend the champagne crisp scent, the Laguna scent, and then there's a third one called Makara and it's like an all white. Those are my favorites. Just You are not fucking around. I know. Candles. I'm not. I, I'm going to write a fucking blog post just on Velespa candles. You should reach out and be like, "Hey, can you sponsor my show?" Yes, yeah, seriously, I should. So I, yeah, I guess I don't really need her back. It should be interesting. And also Shannon and Tamara hanging out because I believe at the end of the reunion, they kind of were on the outs, which I was really into because I think Tamara's a trash person. But also I'm confused because when I was on Megan's Instagram account, I saw that she was doing Instagram posts for KY Lube. Uh, I saw this. It just seems like off brand like I of course sex is awesome and sometimes you need lube and like that's that's totally cool but like she's like a mommy yeah she's like a mommy she has but doesn't she have like a like a uh sponsorship with like Huggies diapers like that's a little confusing just for my mind to wrap around like okay I'm supposed to like believe that you're recommending Huggies diapers and pull-ups to me but also you're recommending like KY lube. Okay. Like, this I mean, is... maybe the KY leads to Huggies. So that's like, I mean, that's doing like a brand progression thing. Well, which leads me to my other point, which <laughs> is I c- cannot have the, the thoughts of KY lube and Jim Edmonds in my mind simultaneously. Like, ooh. Yeah, that's the I biggest just, gag. Can't, <laughs> can't do it. Can't do it. No. Yeah. I don't need to picture him having sex like no even picturing that big thing in the backseat of their car with the seatbelt on where like his sperm was being held like even that rocket ship yeah exactly so fucking weird or no what did she call it a cryo tank like what the fuck was that it was so weird but no in the photo that she used for her ky um plug or whatever it was so random she's like laying upside down on her bed in like not even like a sexy outfit it was she's wearing like jeans and like fuzzy socks and a sweater and she's like holding this thing of ky like okay isn't it supposed to be like the product that she had it wasn't it like for couples or something yeah and like you're laying in your bed by yourself in like housewife clothes like i I mean i'm not throwing shade i wear clothes like that all the time and worse but i i don't it just didn't make sense it wasn't tracking for me. I, I really yeah. think they needed to have a little bit more of, like, context. It's, yeah, like, what? Like, I, maybe she just uses it without Jim. Jim kind of seems a little asexual. Like, the vibe I get from him is, like, uh, please don't touch me. Like, ever. <laughs> like, oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah, I could see – I mean, I'm not a Gretchen Christine fan, but I could see Gretchen and Slade being better oh. spokespersons. 
people for that situation. Yeah, I would rather see Gret- I- I'd rather see Gretchen and Chris Gretchen and Christine. Oh my god, <laughs> Gretchen and Slade getting it on over Jim and Megan. I feel which like. is saying a lot because <laughs> I feel like as much as like Slade is such a, a sleaze ball, and for <laughs> all of these like hot women to keep getting with him, I feel like he has to be like a sleeper hit in the bedroom. <laughs> Like, maybe that's all he's good for. Like, he can't pay child support. He doesn't have a job. But, like, maybe he's good at going down on people. Like, who knows? No, did Where was he? He was on something that I heard somehow, like, quasi-recently. And he was like, I do have a job. I am the manager and CEO of Gretchen Christine Butte. <laughs> like, yeah, right, boo-boo. Yeah, right. Oh, I definitely think okay. Yeah, I... Do you think I randomly read actually wait, let me get the exact. I like have a really ridiculous like way of tracking every episode I ever talk about, like every topic I talk about. So I'm trying to see. Okay. So back on episode 13, we discussed like what slates at his job was and that he like does like big screen promotions at sporting arenas where like he maybe helps get screens which like what the fuck does that even okay, mean that is like, amazing I have no idea what the hell that means how do you get into that industry it's just he he's always making my brain explode oh my god <laughs> yeah I just I want to see like his wait does anyone have access or has seen his LinkedIn because I feel like that's something we need to see oh I can pick pull it up smiley linkedin like can i like endorse him for like being a bad father <laughs> you can comment on like recommendation <laughs> what's the other category besides recommendation like all these people recommend him all these people <laughs> don't recommend him okay so let's see he went to cal state long beach for international business it looks like he last oh actually wait oh my god this is so classic i love that he actually has a linkedin and like has full like filled in information about the activities and societies he was in in 1988 in college. Like chill Shut out. Shut up. Well, I mean, <laughs> so, guy has a lot of spare time on his hands. So. Seriously, he's like, let me beef up my LinkedIn. <laughs> so uh, his activities from 1988 to 1990, he competed as a professional cyclist for such teams as Low and Brow and Team Iron Horse USA. He has lived and trained, wow, at the U.S. Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs in '93. Two weeks attending the Tour de France. Oh, okay. So he te- attended the Tour de France. He did not participate in. Okay. Good to know. So it looks like he was working. Oh, <laughs> this is so funny. So from 1993 to 2009, he was the VP of marketing at an untight United Title company. Good question. What that means? Oh, that I think that's like a mortgage, a mortgage company. But they went. Um, and the only reason I know this is because my uh husband is in like the finance field but um it's a mortgage company but as far as i know they went under during the uh 08 crash makes sense and i that think that's when his whole life kind of fell apart too i mean duh he lost all his money and job so then i'm seeing here he was a tv host pr oh consultant God. he hosted radio slade which oh, I was a- radio slade oh my god Slade produced on-air radio segments and then he was the lead-in for Access Hollywood's Billy Bush so obviously him and Billy Bush probably are friends unemployed friends together that's nice I don't know if that's something to brag about (laughs) I I would delete that off my LinkedIn (laughs) I'm seeing here that he does brand management for Dast Malchi which he says we are not a real we are not a retail company and we're not an e-commerce company we are a new commerce company, so that makes no sense. Um, okay. Seems like, and then now, oh god, it's just like so funny to see when people just are like, oh, in addition to all of this, he's been the president of Grayson Entertainment for eighteen years, which is, is project development, production, marketing, PR. So that's, I guess, the fake company that he says he owns. That the I guess does. Like, that the, like, wait, the the one before that, the that's yeah. <laughs> Do we think that maybe that is like the DBA for Gretchen Christine? 
That's a really, really good thing to consider. Let's see. I'm looking here. Life is good. We want to make it even better. At Dallas Malchi, our global lifestyle beauty and wellness brand reimagined everyday goods. It's actually kind of chic. Like, it's definitely not Gretchen Butte, but they have, like, I'm actually, like, really into one of these water bottles I'm looking at. And they have, like, skincare <laughs> and, like, facial products. I don't know what I'm looking at. What but fuck? I'm, like, so intrigued by this now. It's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. Well, I'm that's saying something. It. Oh, my God. Wait, also. But there's no. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. This is now making me go to people also viewed. Catherine Dennis, her <laughs> LinkedIn, Austin Krolls, uh, Shep Roses, student at Vanderbilt University. Like, what? Daniel That's Sal. who he's linked to? <laughs> like, this is incredible. Like, I want to add Shep on LinkedIn. <laughs> Probably would, like. You would definitely approve it. Wow, he went to Vanderbilt. It's a Hawkeye school. Uh, Cal State Long Beach is not a Hawkeye school. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have it. They have like a they have, they have a lot of like surfer dudes, but like the stoner surfer is not really my thing. Not that they're all stoners. I'm just speaking from my personal experience. But yeah, I'm I'm surprised that that Slade's LinkedIn has so there's no mention of Gretchen or Christine on his LinkedIn. Nothing to do with Gretchen Butte. Butte. Or Gretchen Christine handbags. Yeah, nothing about that. Wow, I guess he's trying to, like, break out on his own, you know? (laughs) Gosh. (laughs) Wait, does he have a link to Gretchen's LinkedIn? Let's see. Uh, I mean, does Gretchen have a LinkedIn? I don't think Gretchen needs one. She's so (laughs) in Rossi LinkedIn. She's about oh, that. There, she's here. Owner <gasps> and CEO of Gretchen Christine Butte. That's all she has on it. There's she only has 133 connections. Are they oh all God. housewives? This is so good. Vicky Gundelson, CEO and founder of Kodo Insurance. This is like my favorite thing in the world. Oh my god, I know what I'm doing for the rest of the day. Right? Oh my god, Avery Singer. Like what? Registered associate at Morgan Stanley. Wow, good for her. Oh, fuck. Good job, Avery. I'm, like, trying to see. I'm, like, do I have any connections with you? Like, Honestly, Avery seems like a a really smart, good girl. She, I mean, Ramona can be a little batshit cray. But, and honestly, I do think that Ramona is probably a good businesswoman. Totally. Because, I mean, she did get, I mean, she did get far, like, you know, even without Mario. And she always said it's good to have, you know, separate money and whatever and I think I mean Avery's you've never heard about Avery in any kind of like scandals or anything and she seems like a very smart girl that like has her shit together yeah I think she's a good head on her shoulder thank god because you never know how these housewives kids will turn out (laughs) actually Jill Jill Zarin's daughter is like is um like not an asshole or (laughs) he's a shit either the new the New York actually this is okay. I'm gonna like write a thesis paper on this now. The, the New York, all the New York kids, there, there really isn't like a shit show. Now, well, I think it's because they all like went to like great private schools, and like at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, my mom's on a trash TV show, but I still have to like <laughs> go to a good college and like be a functioning human of society, other than like Brielle and Ariana Bierman, who are like. Oh, why would we ever go to college when we can make 20K on a fat tummy T post? It's like, yeah, girl, because when you're 30 and actually fat, like, you're not going to have this opportunity. Like, this is going to die. Like, this get it now. Get it now. Yeah, like, this world is going to die. So maybe get a college degree because in 15 years, when all this is over, oh, maybe you can get a job like doing God knows what. I'm so bitter (laughs) about those girls. I felt so bad after watching Don't Be Tardy that aired this week. I just felt like. These poor girls have such like body dysmorphia, oh and my God. it was hard insane. to watch. Insane in Brielle's new lips. I'm like, you need to stop. And I honestly, like, even though I live in Los Angeles, I do not feel like it would be a good environment for Brielle. Totally not. Just God. Well, I guess to finish up the episode, we both decided that our favorite moment on Bravo that aired this week was obviously the Real Housewives in New Jersey reunion, part one of three, which last year they only got two. So this year is like, God has listened to my prayers. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I completely concur. I, it was amazing. I actually, um, 
I've only watched it once so far, but I think I feel like I really need to go back and do a second and possibly even third screening because I feel Mm -hmm. like I didn't even completely soak everything in. There was just so much going on. And the, um, I know you talked about like the Jackie versus Teresa, which was amazing and which I have a whole like theory behind. Um, I, so, okay, this is my theory. And this is just because I've been in therapy since I was like nine, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) not that I have issues, but, um, no. Okay. So when, when Teresa kept going, like kind of being so defensive toward Jackie, this is my theory. Okay. I feel like Teresa has a lot of, um, uh, defensiveness towards Jackie because Jackie in a way is like everything that Teresa is not, but wanted to be like her husband's like, I think her husband's pretty good looking. Oh, like her husband fine. actually has a job. Like he's a nice Jewish mensch. Like he's, he doesn't seem like an asshole. He doesn't seem like a pedophile. He seems like a, he pays his bills. He doesn't seem like he's going to get like audited anytime soon. Um, and you know, Jackie has four kids, but she obviously has a good body, but Jackie's very upfront about like, she's like, yeah, I had a tummy tuck. I had four kids. What do you fucking expect? And Jackie is very open about like her eating issues. And she has a nice house that looks appropriately furnished that, um, and she actually, she's a smart girl. Like she said, she went to law school. She had a career doing this. She had, she's a writer. Like she, which, oh my God, one of my favorite moments was when Jackie was like, well, I didn't have a ghostwriter or everyone knows you had a ghostwriter. And Teresa was so defensive about it. But I'm like, Teresa, on the cover of your book, it says Teresa Judice with whatever, whatever. So, and as someone who listened <laughs> to that entire first book on Audible, which I feel God, like I should she narrate been, it? She narrated it. Oh my god, you deserve a medal for listening to that. I think personally that Amazon should pay me for having listened to that instead of me paying whatever Audible is, $15 a month or whatever. I think I need like a reimbursement because (laughs) it was literally like listening to a child learning how to read. And this is coming from a former teacher who taught children how to read. In kindergarten, and this was more frustrating. It was, it was like she had never seen these words before in her life, and trying to sound out with her amazing accent, trying to sound out these words, it was just like, I mean, there's no words. So uh, when Jackie was like, "Well, you had a ghostwriter," and Teresa was like, "No, I didn't." Blah, blah, blah. And Teresa was so defensive and of everything. And my opinion on defensiveness is usually, typically when someone's super overly defensive like that, they're trying to hide something or you struck a nerve of vulnerability and that's their coping mechanism. It's to be like, no, 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 whatever. Because I feel like if Teresa wasn't so triggered by Jackie, she would just sit there and be like, meh, meh, meh. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I think you know, having her say like, are you hungry? Why don't you go eat? Like, I think that, that was, was like, so fucked up. it was this moment where you see that Teresa is like, I'm desperate. I'm desperate mm-hmm. for something mm-hmm. to make me quote unquote win, yeah. win this argument or, and knock her down a peg. However, it actually just showed how ignorant Teresa is to like genuine struggles that people deal with. Like, you know, Teresa's uh-huh. life has been like cushy, cushy, like, Grew up, met Joe, had babies, like had quote unquote money, got on this show, became famous. Like that sounds really good on paper. Right. You know, she probably didn't struggle with certain things that Jackie went through. You know, Jackie also opened up. My dad also went to prison. You know, I didn't Mm -hmm. have this like amazing, easy life. Like she has issues with her sister, Uh you know. And so for Teresa to just be like, oh, this is something that's really, really, really going to hurt her. And it's such a triggering statement. Like. Like, Jackie doesn't know that she has these problems every single day. Probably most meals that she eats have a little bit of, like, you remind yourself of, like, totally these choices and choices that you made in the past, especially relating to body and body image. Like, especially coming from Teresa, like, as she hasn't had food in, like, months to do this bodybuilding (laughs) competition. It just, it was so loaded with hate. And you could see all the other women on the couch were like, come the fuck on. And Jennifer, like... 
Jennifer tried to save her. She was like, no, no, no. She's trying to say you're thirsty. You're thirsty. It's like, no, honey. Like, no, she knew there's a difference. She knew exactly what she was doing. And it just, it like hurt. It hurt to see someone be so cruel, like having Margaret in like the previous episodes when they were, you know, in Cabo. And she said, you know, well, you know, I said those things to you, Jennifer, to hurt you. They are not true. I said it to hurt you. If Mm -hmm. Teresa like took 10 minutes at the reunion and been like, hey, Jackie, like, I actually realized what I said was completely out of line. I'm sorry. I just said it because I was upset. Mm -hmm. And you are strong arming me because you're obviously intelligent. And I'm like, not book smart like you. Like, Teresa's literally (laughs) trying to fight with a litigator, like someone who went to school (laughs) to argue rationally and while keeping their cool. So it's, it's hysterical. And I think there's also a the other thing that I would guess that triggers Teresa is because Teresa made such a big deal. Her whole thing, she's like, you're a stalker, you're a stalker. Okay, so and, – and like Jackie said, so everyone that went to your book signings is a stalker? Like, what the fuck? And I think Teresa has a lot of resentment about the fact that Jackie was just, you know, like a – I mean, she she was working, but she was, you know, a mom from New Jersey who was a fan. I mean, Jackie was very open about that. She was like, yeah, I watched the show. And then – but now Jackie's essentially somewhat on the same level as Teresa, and I think that's very threatening to her. Definitely. I mean, I think this is going to get so ugly. Obviously, you see the uh, – like next episode on the reunion, you see that – oh, God – uh, Teresa like threatens to throw something at Jackie and Jackie goes well aren't you on parole like I oh, know oh my god I loved god. it I loved it I loved it I loved it I loved it I was like yes Jackie because Jackie's very quick she's very quick-witted and it's like as quick and on her toes as she is it's like Teresa can't really keep up no you know like, it's like Teresa like Teresa's main forms of arguing are like being physical which we've seen <laughs> And then just like screaming, you fucking bitch, you fucking whore, you fucking this. It's like, girl, shut up. You're not saying anything. Just because you could scream loud doesn't mean you're making any points. Doesn't mean you're making points that like affect people. Jackie's like, what are you calling me a stupid bitch? Whatever. I'll I'll, I'll tell you that you're on fucking parole and maybe you shouldn't threaten me. Like, which is like, well, and I think that's the other thing that that irritates her. And this is something like that um, in therapy, like my therapist always talks about. That um that like when you like let's say someone's coming at you like tr- like Teresa the best thing that you can do is react like Jackie which is basically being non reactive and just sitting there calmly and whatever because it's like a person like Teresa they want to get a rise out of you that's what they mm-hmm. feed on and if you're not giving that to them if you're not interacting it's like it basically just blows back on them and it's infuriating to them and so I was like Jackie and I'm sure Jackie's been like through some therapy too so. I just, yeah. And then when Teresa was like, it is the Teresa show. Like, I think she has it in her head that she can do whatever the fuck she wants. Because, I mean, I kind of. I mean, she went to fucking jail and they held production for her. So, but hasn't it already been confirmed that Jackie's coming back next season? I think the cast is remaining the same. I feel like Andy is on the tweet. But also, once a housewife says, this is my show. This is my show. You know, Nini did it. Mm-hmm. Bethany did it. And both Vicky. of those ladies got off the show for a good amount of time. Vicky now demoted. You know, yep. once you start pretending like, oh, no, this is my show. I run shit. I have cast. I have say in casting, like who I'm going to film with, who yeah. I'm not going to film with. That's when I think Bravo producers kind of Put take a look. Place. Yeah, they take a look at what's actually happening. And they're like, honestly, uh-huh. Teresa brought nothing this season in terms of like, really, really good drama. You know, she still is like so weird with Melissa and Joe. And I think Jackie has had like a really great influence on Melissa because Melissa Mm -hmm. is sitting there being like, no girl, like chill out. Like let's actually talk, like not scream at each other. And I think that calmness that Melissa is now showing is making Teresa shake in her boots even more because she's like, you know. Well, and I feel like, and I know Melissa said this, I feel like Melissa and Jackie have, like a, a genuine relationship too because yeah. at the end of the day I think Melissa and Jackie have much more in common you know yeah. like they seem to have you know somewhat like stable marriages and they just you know they're really like all about their kids and their whatever and 
the other thing that like, and I don't remember who Teresa said it to, maybe she just said it in a general sense, but Teresa was like, my life is blah, blah, blah. And I think it was Margaret who said, everybody has shit, Teresa. Like this isn't, you're not, yes, your husband's been in prison and that's horrible and awful, but like other people have stuff too. Mm -hmm. It's not that you're the only one that is suffering. And it's hard when it's like, yeah, you can't compare grief, but don't forget, Teresa, he brought this upon himself. This isn't. Exactly. You know, when her mother was sick, that was heartbreaking. That is some real shit where it's like out of your control. You didn't get to spend that time with her because your dirtbag husband put you in jail. You know, that I could kind of see. He brought this on himself. Yeah. Like, you know, and you don't get fancy things. You don't get a big house. You don't get these things without fucking working hard. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he always was like, oh, well, here's all this money tree. Don't go spending it. It's like, that's blood money. It's all fake money. Mm -hmm. And, and that is like, don't forget where you're from, Teresa, because all of this is fake. I'm from Patterson. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I feel like I feel more, I feel more uh, sympathy and more what, whatever. I feel worse for if anything, for Teresa's kids, because they didn't choose this. They had nothing to do with this. This, you know, what their dad did was fucked up and had nothing to do with them. So yeah, I'm I'm very sorry for her kids. And Same. but but for Joe, like, sorry, you fucked up and you're paying the consequence. You can't fuck around with the IRS. <laughs> like that's just that's just something you don't do. <laughs> like if, if you're gonna fuck around with anybody, like just no. So yeah, like I'm sorry, you're paying the consequences. Like, you know. So yeah, I I don't know. And then the the Marge and Marge versus Jennifer, I just, you know, I had been warming up to Jennifer because I I do feel like her, you know, one upmanship was kind of like a a coping mechanism for her. Like maybe she didn't feel comfortable and that was her way of trying to like fit in, whatever. But then at the reunion, I felt like she totally reverted back to old Jennifer, like the Jennifer that we saw at the beginning of the season when she was saying, well, Oklahoma, blah, blah, blah. She, re- she you know what she <laughs> reminded me of? Vicky. Remember when um, Brianna, didn't Brianna move to Oklahoma too? Yeah, I think she was in Oklahoma for a bit. And Vicky was like, well, that who lives there, whatever. And everyone like was like, Vicky, don't say it. Like she did basically the same thing that Vicky did. It's like she kind of doubled down. It's like, you watch the season, you saw how sad Polly was, you saw that Margaret really had, you know, empathy for her friend who has a beautiful home, did all these kind things for yes. them. And she still watches it. She's like, oh, I don't give a fuck. I still want it to be catered for. I want to this. I want to this. I want, I need this. I need this. It's like, shut the fuck up and be a trooper. Like, if you have an yeah. issue, go home, talk shit to your husband about it and be done with it. You don't right. need to keep reminding all the girls and like making Polly feel bad as if like her house wasn't gorgeous. She's like, wouldn't you tell someone that you had a beautiful sunset? It's like, yeah, maybe, no. but I wouldn't say like, oh, my sunset is so much better than this. It's like, no, this right. is a gorgeous sunset. You know, maybe dinner later. Oh, I seen pretty sunsets at my house too. I don't know. Like I understand where she's coming from because yeah, like whatever, it's a sunset, but can't you just like allow that moment to be like, present like present in the moment right. where it's like wow this Oklahoma sunset is gorgeous like god forbid right but th- that's not even like what she was talking about she was saying well from my property this and from my property that. like she was it wasn't like a normal person would just be like oh yeah that reminds me of the sunset I saw last Thursday for, at my house like that's what a normal person would say yeah. <laughs> but she was like well from my from my property because you know my property overlooks blah 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 and and then she also the like oh when she was saying like what what is it about the bathrooms why does everyone have to say 16 bathrooms and I think Marge was the one saying you're the one who said that all the time crazy (laughs) like and even Andy was looking at Jennifer like I'm not really understanding what you're saying she's like Andy wouldn't you say that Andy's like uh (laughs) (laughs) well I loved the moment where Andy was like Dolores, admit it. You hate Melissa. It's like, yes. Andy, what? <laughs> like, yes. Andy has never, I think, like so openly been like, address your hate right now. Address your hate. Address and your hate. What was up with the long pause? I don't know. Like, did and, they edit it to be longer or was that like a legit awkward pause? I think probably a little bit of both. I feel like Dolores is like very calculated in the words that she says, unlike some of the other women in the group. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, like her like voice got high and like 
Like, okay. But did girl, you watch Watch it. What Happens Live that night when Melissa was on? Oh, no, I haven't watched yet. Melissa was on with Mark Consuelos, who I fucking love. Mark Consuelos Daddy. is my hall pass. And <laughs> I saw him and Andy Cohen once at Soul Cycle, and he was doing class with his shirt off. And oh my God, he's just fucking gorgeous. Um, anyways, that's sorry, I got a little distracted. So uh, <laughs> anyways, Melissa was on and someone either called in or tweeted and was like, Well, what did you think about Dolores like kind of not really answering about that question? And she kind of glossed over it. So I don't know what is I don't know what's on there. I think Dolores is just keeping her mouth shut because she knows she's Teresa's family. And like at the end of the day, it's family, family, family. (laughs) Well, on that note, let's end today's episode. Where can people find you and follow you and listen to your amazing show? Thank you so much. Yes, I um, my podcast is the title is kind of long. I'm open to suggestions for shortening it. But um, yes, my podcast is The Real Housewife of the West Side because I am a housewife and I live on the west side of L.A. Um, And my Instagram is the same thing. The Real Housewife of the West Side. Twitter, I am at R.H.O. West Side. And um, my Patreon episodes are on patreon.com. Um, Just search The Real Housewife of the West Side. And yesterday, actually, I recorded an episode with Heather McDonald's ex-assistant. Ooh, very, and yeah, we went for two and a half hours. Wow. And I think I might have to put the entire thing on Patreon. But yeah, it was it Did was she pretty... spill about Heather? Oh yeah. She, I, I asked her, I said, you know, is there anything you don't want to, you know, any places you don't want to go? She said, nope. She said, I didn't sign an NDA. I will talk about anything. Okay. God knows I'm signing up for your Patreon because I kind of have a bone to pick with Heather for literally no reason. Um, I mean, there are great reasons, but tell me, I mean, we'll get to it another time. (laughs) You can tell me after. Wow. I mean, and she has lots of other scoop about, um, I didn't even know this about her, but she used to be an assistant to um, a bunch of studio heads and producers. And she has just all kinds of juicy scoop. (laughs) Sorry, guys. I had to. Um, Anyway, so yes, um, follow me. And um, yeah, I would love to have you too. So yes, thank you, Megan, so much for having me. And I loved having you on my show last week too. Of course. Come back soon. Thank you. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.